Welcome to the Danny Cola Podcast, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Action Coffee. Coffee from Antigua, Guatemala, from the volcanic rich soil. Start your day off right, take action, and make sure that you're drinking a cup of Action Coffee. Go to www.drinkaction.com and use promo code Danny at checkout for 12% off your order of Action Coffee. Light roast, medium roast, dark roast. Great coffee from Antigua, Guatemala. Take action. Go to drinkaction.com right now and get your first order of Action Coffee. This episode is also brought to you by Barbell Apparel. Fit those juicy thighs in a pair of jeans that will fit and will fit forever. They stretch. You can work out in them, really. I love wearing barbell jeans, the chino pants, the tank tops, the Henleys. The Henleys are great, especially this time of year. Go to www.barbellapparel.com right now and get 10% off when you use promo code Danny. Uh, Again, get your athletic fit into clothes that fit you nicely and you feel comfortable in barbell apparel check it out and finally this episode is brought to you by glow cbd glow cbd is the market's first chewable cbd tablet so get all of the non-psychoactive benefits of cbd in a chewable tablet form relieve some stress and anxiety and feel awesome after a workout recover a little bit faster Check out glowcbd.co right now and get 10% off the chewable tablets. My guest on today's podcast is Eric Leha. You guys might know him as the Primal Swolger on Instagram. This guy is somebody that I look up to on a fitness level, on a business level, on a human level. I learned a lot from him at the Onnit Kettlebell certification course, the workshop. It changed my way of looking at fitness, using these unconventional tools and the benefit that they can provide the human body. It was a great conversation. I really looked forward to having this podcast with Eric. Uh, I try to bring on guests on the show that influence me so that it can influence you as well. It was a fun conversation, and I hope that you guys enjoy the podcast as much as I enjoyed having the conversation. I'm glad you made it, man. How was your day today? It was great, man. Yeah, I had a busy day today. I got to see my grandma for lunch, so that was probably the highlight of my day. Okay. All right. So tell me a little bit about, uh, so if you don't mind, we're just going to jump right in and have this conversation, if that's cool with you. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, man. Um, So what was your day like today? How'd it go? How how does a day for Eric Leha start and uh, typically end? Well, today was a little bit of a late start just because I stayed up till about two a.m. filming some uh, some new content for my website. I got this uh, this new kettlebell single kettlebell workout program coming out, and so we had to film when there's like nobody else around in the gym, so we can have like some good audio and no distractions. So we stayed up pretty late, so I had a late start. Um, but I went in the gym like around 9 a.m., had a, a couple clients at 9 and 10 a.m., and then a class at 11.30, worked out a little bit, hit the sauna, and then nice. I went to, uh, went to lunch with my chick, took her to go see my grandma, and that was dope. After that, went back to the gym for a little bit, got some emails done, and then now I'm here. Nice, man. 
Uh, interesting. So, you know, I got into kettlebells roughly like 10 months ago, maybe a little bit. I started last year messing around with some things and not really knowing how to do any of it. But, you know, remembering liking the workouts, you know, my background was just learning how to do regular linear lifts, you know, the the single uh, splits, just chest, back. You know, I grew up doing that kind of stuff and I learned a lot of powerlifting stuff in football. But when I got learning uh, some kettlebells and I started doing some kettlebells, you were the guy that influenced me the most after I took that kettlebell certification that you put on, man. Hi. Um, yeah, dude, it, it was, was uh, it, it changed the way, it changed the way I looked at, at fitness and moving. And, um, you know, it's, it's taught me a new way to go about fitness and, uh, just change up routine for my body. How I want to talk a little bit about how you got into fitness world and, uh, particularly how you got working with kettlebells so well. Well, I grew up uh, as a chubby kid, um, not, you know, growing up, and I got into fitness because my brother and my sister would tease me all the time about being chubby. Like, man, you're never going to have a girlfriend. You're already going to go to high school in a year, and you haven't even kissed a girl, and like hmm. a bunch of shit all the time. And so finally, I was like, you know what? I had enough. Put the video games down, and I picked up uh, one of my brother's workout books, this uh, encyclopedia of bodybuilding picked out a couple bodybuilding routines from there and kind of got in pretty decent shape. You know, I put on some muscle. I started running outside, lost a bunch of weight nice. and ended up you know, pretty muscular. You know, I had like a, a good aesthetically, you know, built up physique. But then at the same time, I realized I wasn't happy because I still wasn't cool. You know, I wasn't any different from anybody else. I was just a guy with muscles. And I was like, you know what? I want to be tough, too. I want to. I want to fight. I want to be like the UFC fighters. You know, I was really into MMA. My brother was. Nice. Did good. you wrestle? Did you wrestle growing up too? I didn't. My brother was a, a wrestler, so I got to get beat up by him a lot. Uh, my high school <laughs> didn't have, so it kind of sucked. But I did do a lot of jujitsu and kickboxing uh, right out of middle school or during middle school and my whole high school career, and that was kind of my thing. You know, I realized, man, you know what? I'd rather do martial arts. You know, it's a lot. I can get in really good shape. I can still work out on the side, but I, I want to be a fighter. You know, I want to fight. Yeah. And not just be, not just look the part. I want to be an athlete too. And so that's how I, I discovered kettlebells. You know, I realized the training that I was doing at the time, the conventional weightlifting, the bodybuilding routines weren't translating very well to, to MMA and combat. And I was getting beat up in sparring just because, you know, um, I wasn't functionally strong. And I yeah. saw a lot of the guys right. I was training with, they were training with kettlebells, battle ropes, and all these like functional type training routines. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do that too. And that's when I kind of got exposed to kettlebells around that time when I was training for martial arts. Cool, man. Um, and then what made you want to start teaching fitness? Because, you know, I, I'm also a high school teacher in, in my time. And uh, anybody who I see has an inclination in learning anything about fitness or want to get into the field, you know, I, I really I try to extend my hand in helping them and how to figure out the business and teaching them you know, not, not just like the business part of it, but like teaching them the ins and outs on how to train properly, efficiently, different types of methods and all that. So like, what made you want to start teaching exercise? Well, at the time, um, you know, I kept dabbling in MMA and I ended up going to college and I ended up hating school, man. I ended up 
I, I ended up dropping out of college and getting a job with one of my brother's good friends, uh, Aubrey Marcus, at on it. And he's like, yeah. um, I was like, man, like, I like what you guys are in line with. You guys are super spiritual and you guys preach a bunch of really dope stuff, you know, and I'm, I really like what the company's all about. I'd rather work there than go to school, you know, so I ended up getting a, a job in the warehouse, like packing kettlebells, supplements and shipping them off to Yeah, because the they, they started out as a supplement company, right? And then just like bringing on like equipment little by little and then little yeah. by little they, they turn into like teaching people how to how to use the equipment, after, right? After a couple years, Aubrey's like, man, because my brother was actually coaching his own clients out of our small company gym. Because you know, they were good friends, and Aubrey liked training with my brother as well, so he let my brother coach uh, clients out of his, his our company gym. And then he's like, "You know what? This is actually super dope. You know, everybody here is kind of we're building a great community just amongst ourselves. You know, I think we can extend it, you know, and make it a part of our culture. And you know, we're selling all these tools. Why don't we teach people how to use them? We should." open a gym is Aubrey's talking. We should open a gym and, you know, teach people how to, how to use our tools, you know? Yeah. So yeah. He, he's like, Hey man, you know, you've always been into fitness. You're fit. You like MMA. We've already got like a big presence in the MMA community. You know, you can really hit it off with all the fighters. Why don't you uh, get certified and, you know, get some experience before we open the gym and, be a trainer and i was like fuck yeah that sounds dope i love I, I was still really in love with ufc at the time and you know being fit i would go work in our, our gym work out in the gym after work every day i was like hell yeah i, I, I could make that my 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 job you know oh, yeah. and so i started training a few clients before and after work every day in that small gym and then gained a lot of experience and fortunately you know the first couple years we had the best of the best come teach seminars and workshops. So I got to get trained up by, you know, some of the best in the business and, you know, I kind of just learned on the job. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in what on it has uh, to provide to people. Uh, you know, when I was learning or looking to learn more about kettlebells, you know, that's how I, I heard about you and, and, uh, going to one of those kettlebell certification courses and workshops, uh, just breaking down movement little by little and, and teaching the effective safe methods and the reason why we do work out with kettlebells and the strengthening of the spine and making heavy feel light and vice versa. Like, like I said, it opened up a whole new way that I looked at, at training and teaching people how to train and uh, other effective methods. And uh, I looked I looked to you as inspiration. I looked to you um, as motivation. And I learned a lot from watching your Instagram. So I got to give credit where credit is due, man. I, I appreciate all the work that you put in. I know you're helping tons. And I'm doing my best to put that information out as well. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just doing my thing. I'm just putting out what I, I like to do and what works for me and my clients. And what I've learned along my journey, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be surrounded by coaches like John Wolf, Shane Hines, Marcus Martinez, my brother Juan Leja, and it's been awesome, man. It's been a it's been a badass journey. It's still not over, you know. I'm still I'm still learning constantly, trying to get better, experimenting with new things, you know, being safe about it. But I'm still I'm still trying to try new things and mix it up because I don't like doing the same shit over and over again, man. I get bored. I get stagnant. You know, there's, there's methods that are tried and true that give me great results, give me and my clients great results. But I believe in, um, you know, variability, 
while sticking to tried methods um, to get the most out of everything, you know. I love foundational movements, you know, that's the, my bread and butter. 99% of my my workload is, you know, just fundamentals, but I have to mix it up. I have to have fun. Otherwise, you know, why am I doing it, you know? Absolutely, man. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of making it a fun uh, thing to do throughout your day and, and look forward to your workout. I mean, a lot of people look at exercise as a chore. And, you know, as you are, you know, influencing people to, to work out um, via social media, it, it's, it's attractive because it, it looks like a fun style of, of moving, fun style of exercise. And, you know, once you start seeing results, not just not just physical results, man, but because like kettlebell work that, you know, that I've been noticing over over the last 10, 10, 12 months that I've been consistently using kettlebells throughout my workout, you know, alongside other things like like you were saying, adding very variability into the workout, barbells, stretching, decompression, sprinting, all that kind of stuff. I've learned that kettlebell strength is transferable through to, to like real world movement, you know, mm-hmm. and like it, it, it helps you maneuver through life much more efficiently, don't you say? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. It really, you know, it's just a a weight with a handle on it. You know, it's super accessible. You can put in almost so like so many different positions so you can access all different types of positions and add load to it. And so it makes it not only fun, but it allows you to add load and tension to movements that might be kind of hard to get into with conventional tools. They're still possible. You know, we have uh, unconventional barbell certification that we're teaching now. Um, yeah, your brother's doing that. I was going to ask you about that, right? We're, we're a big proponent of just mixing it up, man. You know, you can use any tool to to switch it up and, you know, push, you know, challenge your body with different stimulus to help hopefully, you know, build positive adaptations. But our, our bread and butter is definitely uh, making sure that we're decompressing all that stress, you know, because like we, we train – to hope like we add stress to our bodies to hopefully build adaptations and to do that, to build positive adaptations and to do that, we have to recover properly and pay attention to our durability and longevity as well. So, you know, it's all, it's all under this big umbrella of performance. You know, we want to, we want to show you all these cool techniques and also the traditional stuff while also showing you how to recover properly and make sure you have a, a long uh, lifetime of training. So that you yeah, can- for sure. Like, what's the purpose of doing all this exercise if we can't enjoy our like living day to day? You know what I mean? I think that's the whole point of staying fit and staying strong is to enjoy the day to day a little bit more. You know, as we get older, as we go through life, as we go through the hardships. You know, um, we got to leave the ego at the door. And you know, I, I talk a lot with, or not a lot. I've talked with uh, Isik from. Um, you know, Isik Milan from Viking Ninja. And he, he talks about eliminating the ego and how there's so much ego in fitness nowadays. And that can, it can technically, you know, kill you. It can kill your goals, it can kill your mindset, and it can stunk your growth a lot if you lead with that, you know? Yeah, you can definitely use it as a tool. You know, you can use your ego to help you be confident, to push sure. yourself and not be afraid. Um, but you definitely don't want to rely on just that. You want to make sure you're a well-rounded human being and you're you're paying attention to when you're being stubborn and when you're using it for for a powerful drive. Because I, I like to use all the all my tools that are at my disposal to to get the best results and be the best that I can be while staying healthy and 
you know, just being mindful. Of- sure. I mean, that's, that's self-awareness right there in a nutshell. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of high school kids hear my podcast and, you know, I try to put out, you know, and, and have conversations with guests that, send a message out like that. Like self-awareness is huge. You know, like you're, you're a young guy, you're a young trainer and you've accomplished so much. And, you know, I just, I hope that kids get introduced to you and look up to you as a leader and someone they aspire to be. Um, it's a great message, man. Thank you. I mean, I'm just, I'm still learning, you know, but I feel like when I lead with that mentality of not being afraid to try new things or ask for help and, you know, and be confident in what I know too, but not be stuck to my old ways or stuck to any one thing. You know, I like to make sure I try new things constantly and see if they work for me. If they don't, I toss them out. If they do, I add them to my my toolbox. You know, if we constantly just stick to what we think we know is the best for us, then we're going to only get so good at it. It's a dead end. It's a dead end. Now you talked about growing up a little chubby and having like a little bit of an insecure childhood. Talk a little bit more about that and how like that evolving process took place. And, you know, I think, I think kids can relate to that because, you know, everyone's trying to find themselves all the time. Like every human's, you know, just another version of you kind of living another reality. And we're all trying to find ourselves every single day and what we do and, Talk a little bit about how you evolved over time, like from being well, like I got in really good shape right away. You know, by the time I was 14, 15, I was in excellent shape, but I was still wasn't happy with myself because I still looked to others and valued their opinion more than I cared about myself and what I thought about myself. And when I stopped caring about what other people thought and looking for their approval and just like was happy with myself and happy with my wins for myself. I was able to accomplish a lot more because I wasn't looking for anybody's approval. It took a while, you know, even as an adult, I was still accomplishing these things and then telling other people about them and getting bummed out when people didn't care or didn't want to celebrate, Um, you know, it kind of bummed me out. Like, man, what am I doing this for if nobody wants to celebrate and be happy for me? And then I realized, man, that doesn't matter. Everybody's in this for themselves. You know, it's good to share knowledge and, I like try to help all like help us help help each other out through this ride that's life. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all alone and we shouldn't care about what other people think about it, especially the negative stuff, you know, the positive, great, take that in and cherish that, but don't rely on it, you know. We're here to experience this life through our own lens and we all have a different perspective and it's great to share it with other people, but don't let it bring you down, you know. And I felt like I was too worried about other people's opinion about me that I stopped. I didn't really have a good grasp on accomplishing goals and and just doing things when I was doing it for other people. So sure. my big advice would be do things for yourself. Do things that make you happy and, you know, relish in the small wins even, you know. Like, just enjoy yourself, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, it just it makes life better, right? You go out there every day doing what you like to do. It's funny. Before before we started talking, um, I was kind of like warming up the vocal cords, you know, like doing a little pre-show solo podcast. And I was just kind of reminiscing, kind of doing my own little therapy, just kind of talking the way I talk. And it's, it's very similar to that. It's like, you know, 
you're around a lot of people that just kind of go through the motions that go to a job that don't really like what they're doing and they complain about it yet. They don't do anything about it. And that type of negativity seeps into other parts of your life. And, uh, you know, over time it can be kind of stale and depressing, you know, like you're doing all this work. Yeah. You might be making good money, but at the end of the day, it's almost meaningless, you know? So when I'm around kids at, at school or if I'm, you know, uh, on a podcast or, or talking with a client or whatever, you know, I try to talk about things that are like a passion for them. Like, how can you go about life living with something that lights you on fire? Like go through life and enjoy the day to day, enjoy the moment, doing something that you love to do that creates a purpose that not only provides value for yourself, but for, to a community of people. Uh, I think it's very, very important on the day to day. Like money's one thing and our society is structured a certain type of way that we have to make a living. Like that's just, there's no way around it, you know, but like we live in 2018, the opportunities are fucking endless, you know, and given how, able you know how hard you're able to work and your, your visualization process and and all that stuff like you can make whatever you want happen you know and if you lead with your heart and put out love i think that eventually the universe will kind of you know repay you don't you think oh for sure man the more you you know just do what you love and really practice you know doing things for not just the instant gratification of you know cash money or a quick feeling of like social approval. If you do it for just for yourself and to like benefit everybody in a good way to support us, you know, as a, like, as a community, you know, yeah. that's gonna do as, as a human race, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, you know, you'll quickly find out even though you're making a lot of money and you're doing this job, if you're unhappy, if you're just gonna, you know, don't try to stick to it. You know, if you got to get in, for a little bit, make some money to save it up and get out because it's only going to compound. You're going to be resentful and you're going to end up, you know, paying the price later on. And I, I did that for a while too. I was doing uh, medical billing for my aunt and I was making good money, but man, I was just I was so unhappy. Yeah. Going to an office every single day. I like to call that, that type of work sector seven work. You know, I got a handful of, of family members that that, you know, work in a cubicle, whatever it is that they do. I don't really understand my wife included, you know, and uh, on Sundays we'll be like, all right, what are you guys doing Monday? Are you excited going back to work? And then, you know, it's always that like kind of mm, like, yeah, I guess, you know, type deal where they're not super jacked up about what they're doing. But, you know, sometimes in life you got to kind of do that, pay the bills, you know, and another thing too, Eric is like, a lot of times people think I got to get that one job that I'm going to collect a pension and retire from. You know, I used to think a lot like that too. It was like, go to college, get a job that you can put in years, get a good pension and then retire. It's like, you're putting in all this time, you're saving in all this money so that you can retire 25, 30 years later. And then what, you know, like what about enjoying that process, enjoying the the moments going through the motions and enjoying the day to day. It's like you start, uh, uh, you start listening to music, not to get to the end of the song, but to enjoy the music, enjoy the song. Right. I don't know that people are doing that. Yeah. For the longest time I was unhappy. I was busting my ass off to get into a good school and I hated every minute of it. But you know, there were times in there where I was doing a couple things that I liked and a couple little hobbies like art, like drawing and painting and which were fun, but I didn't 
pursue anything as a passion. I was just doing it to get good grades. And yeah, what school did you go to? What university? I went to uh, the University of Austin, uh, Texas at Austin. Oh, cool, nice. Did you go to? Did you go to any games there? Any football yeah, games? Yeah, games, but I haven't been recently. It's been a while. I think the last game I went to was last year. Um, but it'd be fun to go back. I need to take Francesca. I haven't taken her to a Longhorn game. Nice. Have you always been a Texas native? Yeah, I grew up in Austin. Cool, man. And I gotta, I gotta make my way out there. I have some family in San Antonio, um, and I, I want to come visit the Onnit Gym. You know, there's a, uh, those guys from MSP that we did the workshop here up up north. Um, they were talking about their drive down there, and they just said nothing but like the best about going on it and getting the full on an experience and meeting everybody. And like, I want to go down there and check it out. Like they've been such a huge, like you guys in general have been such a huge influence to the way I've been thinking, the way I've been, you know, going about life the last year. And, uh, you know, I got to go out there and check it out. You got to surround yourself with people who are going to help support you and, you know, are doing the same thing or in the same alignment and same doing this, you know, they practice, some of the same things, you know, for, sure. for me, that's so important. I immersed myself in a community that was very like-minded and I was able to capitalize on opportunities that I enjoyed and I saw fruitful and fun and I was able to enjoy the process along the way, you know, but you can't just expect, expect that to land in your lap or at your feet. You have to pursue those things and really go after it and take a risk. Fuck. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, you know, when I met you, you know, you came in with a team, you came in with uh, Marcus Martinez and your girlfriend, Francesca. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, having a good relationship and somebody that, uh, you know, a partner that could, you know, you work with somebody that you confide in and love. Talk a little bit about how that's been, you know, a benefit in your life. Oh, it's been awesome, man. It's been huge. You know, for the longest time I was doing good. I was happy doing what I was doing, but then I was kind of just going off the deep end, partying a lot, uh, not getting sleep because I was just trying to do too much or overextending myself, saying yes to everybody, trying to do bending over backwards, trying to make everybody happy. And then I met her and I realized, damn, like she's dope. We, lo- we love the same stuff. We speak the same language. We sing the same songs. We love to dance. And then we fell in love, you know? Yeah, and after even you know while we were dating she really showed me that i didn't have to keep doing the same things i didn't have to keep burning myself out and i could really you know just kind of keep manning up keep keep growing as a as a person and you know do what i love and pursue things that i like you know because for a while i kind of got stuck um just trying to do make the most of what i already had and she helped me kind of keep pushing, keep learning new things because, you know, she has her own things that she likes. And then she introduced me to them and it made me kind of open up my horizons and try new things. And for me, I think that's crucial. You know, you don't got to find somebody who's your exact match. You can find somebody who's similar and you guys are into the same stuff, but different enough to keep challenging each other and pushing each other to try new things. Like she's super into animal flow. She's super mobile. She's got a dancing background. Yeah, man. She's, she's really, she's really good with that type of shit. Like when I, yeah. when she like holds her poses, man, like I, every time I try to do those kick throughs, I try to hold them like Francesca strong. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to like <laughs> lean up nicely and, and get that arm back and, and like keep that leg nice and strong and the breathing through the slow motion techniques. It's pretty cool to watch. 
Yeah, you're telling me, man. I'm trying to be like her too. I'm trying to be like her every day, you know. And that's the that's the beauty of a powerful relationship like that. You know, we we keep pushing each other to be better and keep growing together. And I think that's that's what's keeping us happy and healthy. Yeah, dude, one hundred percent. Like I'm super grateful for for that. It's it's a rare thing to have, you know, when you have a you know a loving partner that can help. Like you said it perfectly, to force you to grow, like challenge you and force you to grow and get you to look at things from another perspective. Like you look for somebody who's you know you have similarities, but also somebody who's different enough to pull the you know the other side of you out you know and and force you to look at things from another perspective and 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 like you said man grow together it's so important i think in uh like maturing as a man you know you know i told you you know we like to sing the same songs but i don't know all the lyrics or we don't focus on things and she's able to teach me the whole song i teach her some of the lyrics that she doesn't know and when we combine forces we can sing the whole song together and it's fucking beautiful yeah. you know yeah that shit. that's awesome um let's shift a little bit man let's talk a little bit about your uh your nutrition and is there is there something that you do typically i know you know on it has a is known for being a proponent of keto lifestyle and you know primal eating um but i, I heard on a podcast you like to fucking mix sprinting kettlebells and conventional barbell lifts uh and hit them hard because you like to eat a lot so i want to talk a little bit about how you structure your your day and when it comes to eating uh it depends on the goals you know when i'm trying to be super lean and shredded um i like to you know fast in the mornings and uh eat don't i don't eat until after i work out and then i'll eat super lean meats or like super like uh lean like meats, but also fatty meats like bacon, like, like, uh, locally sourced foods, healthy ingredients and tons of, uh, green leafy veggies, you know, high fats like avocados and raw nuts. You know, I just try to eat, you know, I'm trying to be shredded less of all the good stuff, you know, all the, the good ingredients, but also I like to have a little bit of a flexible diet so that I can still enjoy myself, you know, yeah. still eat a slice of pizza here and there. Um, but when I'm like trying to put on some size and strength, usually like around this time of the year, I'll eat whatever I want. You know, I just make sure I get in all the all the uh, the good stuff too. You know, uh, I don't eat terribly bad, but I don't restrict myself as much as I do when I'm trying to be super lean. Um, but there, for me, there's really no structured diet. You know, I just kind of eat when I'm hungry and eat for fuel, um, and that's always different for me because I'm always my schedule is always changing and, you know, it's always up in the air. You know, there's, there's certain guidelines that are pretty tried and true. And I recommend to some people, but I always got, I was telling them, you know, just got to see what works for you. You know, we're all on a different schedule. We're all different bodies. And, you know, if you want to try the new diet, try it out. If it works for you, dope. If it doesn't, don't get bummed out. And, you know, it's like, we're all different and you got to find what works for you. And thankfully, you know, along this process, I've been able to, kind of dial down what works for me, but it's kind of hard to explain just because, you know, it works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. No, absolutely. You know, when we we do this thing, when something works for us individually, like we want to like attach ourselves with it and then, you know, tell everybody that this is the only thing that fucking works and attach ourselves with just that one thing. And it's kind of annoying and I'm, I'm guilty of it, you know, like, I, I got a lot of results with, uh, you know, with eating low carb and, 
you know, you listen to, to podcasts and they talk about the benefits of eating keto and, and intermittent fasting and all that. Uh, but then on the, the other note, you look at it as just it's a great way to put yourself in a caloric deficit. And depending on what your goal is, you know, that's another huge thing. Like in my eyes, you know, I want to try to stay as shredded as possible all the time. But it's just I mean, it's not realistic. You know, I mean, it can be. But at the same time, like you said, you want to live a little bit and you can put them in a, you know, a caloric maintenance or, you know, a caloric deficit and, and still achieve what you got to achieve. Um, but like I said, to identify with one method is asinine and it's not uh, a good way to think about the one size fits all diet. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, it's just all, just make sure you're getting your food from a good source. Yeah. Try to eat earth growing nutrients and you now just, you know, if you want to lose weight, try to eat less than what you're burning. You know, like you said, you want to be in a, a caloric deficit. If you want to gain weight, you need to have more calories, you know, that's it. It's simple as that. And then all that's going to affect it is, you know, the quality of the foods that you eat. You know, I try to stay away from dairy and gluten because it makes me feel kind of sick. It might not make you feel sick. You know, just try it out. Yeah, dairy is weird. Like it, I find, a, you know, with a lot of my clients, a handful of them can go with dairy. You know, if they're eating a higher fat diet that, that doesn't, you know, consider a ton of carbs, they, they want to have some cheese and some yogurt. So a lot of them feel fine. But then a lot of them are just, you know, they can't have it. It messes up with their stomach. They're in the bathroom three, four times a day, you know. <laughs> Everybody's different, you know. For sure. Um, so what type of uh, – we'll shift a little bit here again. What type of podcast do you listen to? What uh, what inspires you? And I want to talk a little bit about Go Earn It podcast. That's that's your show, yeah? No, that's my buddy's oh. show. I don't know. have a podcast. So I should I think about starting one. Um, but no, I don't have a podcast right now. And when I listen to podcasts, I usually listen to Joe Rogan or one of those, uh, comedians, uh, podcasts, you know, I like, I like laughing. I like chilling. Yeah. Um, listen to that, that free form flowing conversational podcast. I, I love listening to that. Like, uh, listening to Rogan, listening to Aubrey, listening to Kyle Kingsbury, like those guys, I, I learned to, uh, you know, drive conversation and direct conversation the way that those guys do it. Because, I mean, they're the freaking best at it. Like, Joe Rogan's been doing this shit forever, you know? What uh, what are some of your favorite episodes from uh, the podcast? I really like uh, the Graham Hancock ones where he talks about, like, ancient aliens yeah. and drugs. Uh, I mean, I was super into that back in the day, so that was those are always good. But nowadays – I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. I kind of just, you know, try to have conversations with like my, my own people and people that are around me. And, um, yeah, man. But back in the day I was a big, big Joe Rogan fan and that really influenced me a lot. Um, you know, you talk about growing spiritually, uh, and growing, uh, you know, consciously, and you, you mentioned that you were into psych or, you know, learning about psychedelics and listening to Rogan and Graham Hancock and all that. Um, what, what's your, um, if you're okay talking about it, what's your experience with DMT and, and how has it affected the way you think about uh, life now and how you perceive things? Because, you know, it, it's, it's becoming more and more mainstream. People talk about, you know, these breakthroughs and, you know, tryptamine psychedelics and how they can have these profound effects positively and, and sometimes negatively depending on the set and setting and situation. But talk a little bit about, um, your experiences and how it's affected you 
I used to like make my own DMT because I thought it was so great. And I would smoke it like all the time to help me kind of just go to sleep. I mean, I guess I had like not a problem, but I just liked it a lot. Like I wasn't like addicted to it. I didn't have to do it every night, but I did it a lot of nights and it just helped me kind of, I saw a lot of really powerful visions that were super psychedelic, super vivid. And it kind of felt like another world, you know, like I was seeing aliens and living these different lives and super, super powerful. At the end of the day, I kind of, I realized, you know, it was kind of all from my subconscious and like I was having these powerful visions that were trying to teach me something about myself, about a lot of things that I already knew, but I was kind of hiding away from. And that's why a lot of those visions felt like I had been there before, you know, like I had, I felt like I was at home because I was deep in my subconscious and I had felt these things before, uh, probably when I was dreaming or, you know, just having a powerful spiritual moment or emotional moment. So a lot of it felt really familiar. And ultimately I realized, you know, like I had a lot of things that I was kind of hiding, a lot of skeletons in my closet, a lot of like traumatic experiences that I was kind of shying away from and it helped me kind of bring those to light with these powerful visions that kind of illustrated in this really cool way uh, the, the problems I was going through. And it just kind of like gave me a new perspective on how to look at these these things I was having problems with and things I was loving, things I, I really enjoyed as well and kind of helped me make decisions. And it was a really powerful tool that helped me, you know, gave me a perspective on, new perspective on looking at, my issues and my questions differently from different angles. And it allowed me to push through a lot of plateaus in my life. It's interesting, man. Did it ever make you feel like uncomfortable or feel like any source of like, you know, that feeling like you're dying effect type thing or. Yeah. A few times I did like blast off really hard where I didn't like took so much that I felt like I kind of just went like blank, like everything around me just kind of went dark. Yeah. I felt, I felt cold and thoughtless. I couldn't think. I couldn't, I had no language. I can, I had like no perspective. I couldn't see in any, like I could see in all directions, I guess. You know, I had no, no foundation. Mm. I, I had nothing. Everything just felt like a void and it scared the shit out of I me. I was like, fuck, <laughs> this is too much of this fucking drug. My fucking brother's going to walk in and find me dead. Fucking blew it. What did I do? And then when, right before I'm about to freak out, I realized, man, I'm just fucking tripping. And then the whole world around me kind of starts coming back like fucking Legos, starts piecing back together in this spiral and kaleidoscope patterns and kind of just came back. And I felt this huge relief from the anxiety I was feeling in that trip. The biggest thing you took away from that, that specific one? It was, you know, at the end of the day, if if death is real, there's, you know, there might be an afterlife. There might not be an afterlife. And if there isn't and it feels like a cold fucking void, it's not that bad, you know, because we don't have any thoughts. We don't have any worries. You know, that's cool. You're you're free of all the burdens of, you know, this conscious life. But you also don't get to enjoy it either, you know. So when I came back, I realized, man, like this isn't forever, you know, this experience you know, it might not be like any other experience I might run into in the future after I pass on, you know, I might become some totally ethereal object or 
spirit that has no a totally different language that doesn't remember what I'm going through now. Yeah, I get reincarnated in the cosmos. So right? totally so we need to enjoy this experience now. You know, what if like we are these beings with amnesia at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, we need to enjoy the now, enjoy the present and make the most of this experience just because and we might not ever get to see it again. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. It's very interesting stuff. Um, thank you for sharing your um, experiences with that. Uh, talk to talk to me a little bit about like how you practice mindfulness, you know, on a day to day basis. Are you a big proponent of meditation or like breath work? Or are you, I know you said you, that you go into the sauna, but do you do any like float tank or anything like that? I just try to keep my thoughts positive. I try to be nice to everybody. I don't really do a lot of meditative practices except long distance running. I love running, listening to my jams and kind of just getting lost in my thoughts and my fantasies and I'll really just explore all the, the things that I like, you know, that keep me grounded to this reality because, you know, for all I know, this is all I've got and I'm probably won't ever see this again. You know, like I said, I might get thrust into this vortex of this totally different, totally different experience. It's irrelevant to what's happening now. So I should make the most of what I have now and I just try to be as present as I can. I spent enough time um, thrusting my my mind into these different psychedelic drugs <laughs> that I realized, man, you know what? I should just kind of enjoy the present moment and enjoy the foods and the fruits of this life. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. So when you're not when you're not in the gym, um, when you're not working or building your brand what do you like to do for fun? What do you like to do to just kind of like shoot the breeze and hang out? Read comic books, draw, watch movies, listen to music, go to concerts, you know, dancing, singing, hanging out with my girlfriend, eating good food, you know, just living it, man. Enjoying, enjoying this life and this awesome town that I live in and my friends having fun with my friends, hanging out with them, having conversations and just, just having a good time. Yeah, dude, that sounds you know? awesome. Satisfaction out of building my business because I get to influence people and help people become better. And for me, that's super dope. Yeah, dude, you're doing a really good job with it. Like I said, it's uh, it it's one of the ones that I look I, I go to regularly to you know to check for you know to see what Primal Soldier is doing as far as like kettlebell moves and you know how does he emphasize this form and all that like you fucking dude you're the man with that and you, you teach me a lot and I use those methods man and I do my best to teach you know what you're doing out there so um you're really kicking ass with that and I wish you the best of luck with the primal soldier brand i'm a huge supporter and i know that we'll cross paths uh one of these days at a workshop and you know hopefully we can get uh you know i can get down there and we can do another like uh kettlebell or something i want to do the foundational or the foundations and durability workshops on at the gym are they still doing that i don't know man durability certification is dope the foundations certification is awesome you'll learn so much that'll really add a lot to your to your arsenal yeah, dude. Hi. We'll hang out. You know, I'll take you out. I'll show you my favorite spots to go eat, to go hang out. You know, this place is popping off. I love this city, and yeah, dude. I love that show sounds up. fucking awesome. That sounds that sounds like a really good time. Um, your brother does the barbell cert, right? Yes. Cool. Unconventional methods. I've been. Uh, that's that's my my newest uh, like thing that I, I I've 
I'm obsessed with. Like watching some of the unconventional moves that you guys do with the barbell is very, very interesting. It's intriguing and it throws everything off, man. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, for sure. You know, it really adds uh, different stimulus to your body and it makes you, you know, kind of challenge yourself and help you develop strength in areas that you probably didn't know you had, you know, so it was super dope. Yep. I had a great time with this. Um, so let's, let's wrap this up. What's next for Eric Leha? Uh, where can people find you and, and give me all that news. You can check me out as primal soldier on Instagram, or you can go to my website, ericleha.com. I got my full workouts. I got a kettlebell course where you can learn all the fundamental kettlebell moves and, um, I got my upcoming workshop dates on there too. So that's that's going to be your best resource to check out uh, my style of training and uh, get a hold of me. So hit me up at ericleha.com. Come join join the community at Austin, Texas at uh, Onnit Gym ATX. I'm always there. Uh, we got a bunch of other really badass coaches who are super proficient and intelligent, awesome to, to train with. So come check us out at Onnit. Yeah, definitely. Huge fan, huge supporter of Onnit and everything you guys are doing over there. Uh, dude, I really appreciate you coming on my show and taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you're a workhorse and you're doing your thing. So uh, I can't I can't thank you enough. I really can't. I would love to do it again. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm looking forward for you to start your own podcast and then we can do something. Yeah, me too. That'll be dope. Look, yeah, stay tuned. I might just do Dude, that. Dude, you have to. There's no there's no way you can't. Like you like your your image and your your brand is too fucking awesome not to have the primal soldier podcast. It just like kind of flows. It's fun just, you know, shooting the shit. I learned things about myself that I've totally forgot, you know, and like it's awesome just having a conversation and remembering things and you know, it's, it's dope, man. I really love having conversations and I really enjoyed this podcast. With yeah, you. dude, it, so it was, was fun. It was fun, man. You were uh, somebody I was looking, I was looking forward to podcasting with, and I'm glad we finally got it done. Uh, just a lot of good content from you. You're an inspirational, motivational cat and just dude, keep doing what you're doing because it's fucking awesome. It's on another level. Awesome. And, uh, you, you keep pushing me to do my very best at the end of the day. And, uh, together we can push other people to do their thing. Find what lights them on fire. That's that's it, man. Let's keep uh keep pushing each other. Everybody, we're all here together. That's it, man. Like I said, you might be feeling alone, you know, at the end of the day, but when we combine forces, we can do so much more and share this experience. You know, use it as a positive thing. Build a strong community of positivity. Hell yeah, man. Instead of trying to, you know, it's all make sure all ships are sailing and everybody's enjoying this ride. Dude, amen. Let's let's wrap it up there. Thanks again, Eric, and uh, have a good night, Ben. You too, man. Appreciate Thanks it. a lot. Thank you. I'll see you later. And that was the podcast, everybody. Eric Leha, how about that? What an awesome human being. Check out his Instagram at Primal Swolger. And if you're interested in learning how to do kettlebells and do them correctly and efficiently and effectively, you have to watch his Instagram. I mean, every day there's something that he posts something creative something that's teachable something that you can follow that's simple and it's really awesome uh go to ericlayha.com primalsoldier.com and check out his workout programs and what he has to offer you because it will provide you value for sure 100 percent thank you to the sponsors thank you to action coffee go to www.drinkaction.com right now use promo code danny to get 12% off your order of Action Coffee. 
perfect time for the holidays. Go to uh, barbellapparel.com right now. Check out Barbell and what they have to offer. Fit your juicy thighs into those jeans, and that those jeans will fit you. You can actually work out in them. Use promo code Danny and get an extra 10% off your Black Friday orders. Huge discounts on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Check out barbellapparel.com right now. And also, Glow CBD. Go to www.glowcbd.co. Use promo code Danny and get all the benefits of the non-psychoactive properties of CBD. Obviously, you have to be of age, but you can get this stuff legally now uh, nationwide. And they are a sponsor of the podcast. So give them, uh, give them a, a, a look on GlowCBD.co and uh, get the market's first chewable tablets, CBD chewable tablets, and see how it affects you, hopefully in a positive way. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Danny Cola Podcast. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, and rate. And if you like what you heard today, uh, share it with somebody. Appreciate it. Check out my Instagram, Danny Cola Fitness, and uh, reach out to me with any questions or just to say, hey, have a great life, everybody. Take care.